I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Yes, I was lucky enough to jump on the NRL Don Podcast to give away some of my hot takes heading into season 2022 and to answer some questions from you guys. Uh, the NRL Don Podcast, you may have, I assume you've all probably seen him on Instagram. He sort of popped up over the last few weeks, or that I've noticed anyway, doing some great things, putting out some really unique content that I highly advise you all go and check out. NRL Don, just getting his Instagram up now so I can give you the exact... Uh, details NRL underscore Don go and have a look at him put out some great content started as super coach sort of expanding out to news as well now very unique sort of stuff that no one else is doing so highly advise you get around that um, yeah very, very different character to the normal sort of fella getting around in the NRL sphere so I'm really really excited about him unique character that I think is going to add a little bit to the community so make sure you follow him get around him making some good reels in particular that will keep you up to date with what he's doing in the rugby league world and the super coach world uh, every few days. So go and have a look. NRL underscore Don is the Instagram. Go and give him a follow. He's almost at a thousand followers. So if you listen to this podcast, go type it in, get him to a thousand. I think he needs 52 more followers. So hopefully we can get him. If you're on your phone now, type it in NRL underscore Don. Get around him, putting out some fantastic content. Get around his podcast as well, the NRL Don Podcast. In fact, if you listen to this now, uh, go onto his podcast, subscribe, and listen to it there. Same content from this point forward. I'll now hand it over to him. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the NRL Don Podcast. Uh, I say special guest too often, but this is an actual special guest. The Encyclopedia of Rugby Leagues here. Rugby League Guru, how you doing, my man? I'm good, mate. Special in a few ways, just quietly. <laughs> no, nah, this is... I actually messaged you uh, last night that I said I might have to be hitting the books because, like, I try and go toe-to-toe with some of you blokes that have been in this game for a minute. Know what? It feels like the final boss battle in a video game, this one. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> because I don't think that there's a single thing that I can pull out that you can't go, yeah, I do know that, and this is why that doesn't matter. So, <laughs> Mate, that's the beauty I'm of being the guru. On... If you don't know, you pretend you know. I got told, uh, I said to someone, yeah, I'm doing a podcast with the guru today, and they said, a don and a guru. You, <laughs> it sounds like you're selling some woo-woo magic or something like that. Like, <laughs> oh, it's unreal. But no. Uh, it's it's good because, like I say, you are so well-read and you know so much stuff, but today you're coming back down to the commoners level. We're firing from the hip. It's hot takes to get the chins wagging. I love it. I heard some spicy things as we're coming in, but uh, we're going to hit the people with three of your best ones coming into this season. And uh, after that, I got a few questions from a few familiar faces have popped up into my DMs to hit you with some gear. So it'll be, it'll be a fun one today, I think. Uh, so... Without further ado, hit, hit me with your first one. Just quietly, I reckon I can guess some of those uh, familiar faces, a few Pelicans <laughs> that'll be making an appearance. But uh, my first hot take is Ruben Cotter to play Origin. I think I've said it on uh, on my podcast a few times. I think I said it on Blog the other day. I was really confident on this probably three or four weeks ago. Uh, the news yeah. that Mitch Dunn is going to play in the middle has sort of rattled me a little bit, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm sure you'll agree, Mitch Dunn, he's pretty handy when he plays through the centre third. So it's rattled me a little bit, but I'm still going to back my yeah. boy in, Ruben Cotter. I still think uh, he's a guy that, you know those guys that just got fucking origin written on their forehead? I reckon he's an absolute classic Ruben Cotter. It reminds me a lot of a Dallas Johnson with a bit more sort of upside to him. Uh, especially yep. with a guy like Billy Slater coaching this year, I think he'll really appreciate a fella like him. Um, and I think Queensland, they just need something in this side. They need to shake it up a little bit. I'm probably uh, upsetting you there a little bit. But I just look at my at our New South Wales side and the depth we've got, and I just think a guy like Ruben Cotter, you know, in the nicest way possible, Cotter would just put a bit of C-U-N-T in them. And that's what this team needs yep. to me. Yeah, I think that's one thing that Queensland's been lacking a little bit as we're just a bit too polite to you these days. I was at uh, I was at game two last year at Suncorp. I watched Jerome Luai drag Daly Cherry Evans, the Queensland captain, about 10 metres, and then Cherry Evans got up and played the ball. I don't know if that happens 10 years ago, man. Like, I don't know if we're sure. all good on that. So I think you're right. I think, I mean, if Carl Webb was out there, we, I don't think Luai would have been for much longer. So if we someone like Cotter in there, I mean, and I am a bit biased, obviously, with the cows stuff. But, um, yeah, no, someone like Cotter. And it, it, more, the more cows in origin, the better. If they're not going to let us break the rules for Lolo, at least give us Cotter. We need some kind of representation. Jesus. Well, mate, I mean, you're, you're probably a good person to ask. I mean, Mitch Dunn really what worries me as a huge Cotter fan that if he gets into 13, I, I, I think he'll do a really good job there. I love both of them, and I think either of them playing 13 improves the Cowboys for me straight away. I think Cotter needs yeah. to play 13 in order to get to that Queensland jersey because I, I think he needs to make a pretty big splash, obviously. Um, I mean, if Mitch Dunn gets it, though, I don't think he lets go of that jersey. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I think, I think a few people listening as well will be a bit confused because obviously when they hear the words 13 and Cowboys, they resonate with Lolo. Uh, but I think what I've heard you say in the past, are you of the opinion he just needs to be in prop now? He should have been a prop four years ago for me. He's, he's always been the best front rower yeah. in the game. As far as front rowers go, you can do a lot worse than Lolo. But yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd obviously prefer to see Cotter back there. I think he has a bit more... Uh, because he can jump into nine if he needs to, even though I've been of the opinion that I think that Reese Robson probably could play bloody 80 minutes. I don't really understand... As much as I love Jake Granville and everything is done for the cows, I dare say he might be taking up a bit of a spot on that bench for reasons I don't completely understand. I understand he's a cool head that can come in. Why Reese Robson isn't playing 80 minutes, I do not understand. If that is the issue, 
If you have Cotter in 13, he can do that McKinnis thing and swoop into nine. I don't know if, if Jake has to be there for a certain amount of years to punch a ticket. I don't know what it is. But <laughs> one of the best seats in rugby league he's got up there at that new stadium. Mate, but, um, in, in, yeah, saying that, uh, in saying that, there was a period of time there where I thought he was your best centre and your best fullback last year. It was unbelievable. <laughs> that's because he was. That's because he was. And then the blokes at the telly reckon he might be playing fullback this year too. So... <laughs> The best dual position in Supercoach. I love that. (laughs) I said the other day, I was talking about Ruben Cotter. I just think it's funny uh, how all of a sudden, like you've started banging this Cotter drum a bit earlier in the year. And then a few people go monkey see, monkey do with it and go, yeah, Ruben Cotter, Ruben Cotter, Ruben Cotter. And now out of nowhere, a bloke that I've obviously known about but doesn't get a lot of press, I'm now being told he's overrated. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand how in the space of a month of no footy being played, I'm being told that Ruben Cotter is now overrated. It's just blown me right out of the water. Mate, it's one of the most rugby league things of all time, isn't it? Nothing changes. (laughs) Nothing changes whatsoever except some people write some things on social media. Some people who are not involved with the game in any way, shape or form. And all of a sudden this bloke went from unknown. Mate, the amount of people that bag me by saying, "Who's, who's Ruben Cotter? To now hearing you say overrated, unbelievable, incredible, yeah, very rugby league. A, uh, there's no the off season is a strange, strange <laughs> place. It's a strange place. But though I like that. Oh, well, that was pretty spicy. Hit me, hit me with the second one. Bit, bit more spice, and as we keep going, who, who do you think? Uh, what's your hot take number two, mate? My uh, my hot take number two is uh, very spicy, uh, and it actually it's a bit of a domino effect. I'll get to that in a second. But super coach wise, uh, I've got Kalen Ponga going sub fifty five. I think that he's going to really battle up there at Newcastle this year. <laughs> um, I was talking to a mate the other day, and he said, "Do you reckon KP will go round one in draft?" And I went, "Oh, maybe, but he shouldn't." He goes, oh, would you take him round two? And I, and I, mate, I honestly, I'm not sure if I would take him in round three. I, I, I'm so low on Kalen Ponga this year. You look at what he did last season. He's going to lose the goal kicking for me. We'll get to that in a second. But I, I think they're going to be a worse team than what they were last season by a country mile. I think there's a lot of teams under them mm. that are mm. going to improve a lot. I am, I am so cold on Kalen Ponga as far as a super coach player. It's not even funny. Uh, Average 68 points last year. If you have a look at his run home, uh, his last five games... Somehow. Mate, he went above 45 once. I mean, it's a huge red flag for me heading into next year. And 55 is, you know, is pretty spicy. And your your Supercoach listeners, which I know a lot of them are, they'll understand. But the difference between 55 and 60 is a lot. I'm confident saying he doesn't get above Mm. 60. Um, 55 is mm. a spicy take, but uh, I'm, I'm going to run with it, mate. Oh, well, we're here for the spicy firing from the hip takes. But, I mean, the thing with KP is it's so crazy how last year he was what? Uh, if, if you're playing draft, he's a fourth overall all guy, maybe a third overall guy in some leagues. And yep. the fall from grace is ridiculous. But, I mean, it's the longevity thing. If you look back, last year's season wasn't that much removed from 2019, 2018. It's just in 2020, he brained it. And now I think Kalen's kind of settling into what he does super coach-wise. If he gets a move to a new club, if if the Knights... Anything could happen as far as footy's concerned. But if you're talking super coach and if you're talking draft, which is what we do, I 
I cannot recommend drafting him, but don't fret because somebody will. Somebody will pick him up in the second round, and that's just your guy dropping a bit further down to you. It's spicy, and that's what I like about it. Um, but KP dropping from third overall down to I don't even want him. Yeah, that's Mate, uh, I'll just that's add in reality too. we're living in. I, I, I'm in a 14-man comp, so round three. By the by, the time you're at the end of round three, you, you're, you're almost at pick 50. Um, it's crazy. You know, it's funny though. If he if he signs with the Dolphins uh, next year, I've probably got him back to a round one, round two pick. I just don't like the direction Ooh. Newcastle are going, and I don't like the way that it impacts Kalen Ponga. And there's going to be a lot of off-field stuff going on for him this year. I'm confident he's not going to be at Newcastle next year. I, I think he will leave. Um, I don't think that's a hot take. I think a lot of people are in that boat mm. with me. Uh, but I, I think yeah. it'll have a big impact on him, and I think there'll be a lot of pressure on him. I think that if he leaves and Newcastle aren't going well, I think people will start to turn on KP, you know, the normal shit that we always yep. see where, oh, he's not interested in footy, he's doing this, he's having a milkshake, he's on a fucking skateboard. That means he doesn't care about <laughs> rugby league. You can just see the narrative coming, can't you? Yeah, 100%. That's just kind of what the game does. As soon as someone gets their head down a little bit, no matter the situation they're in, we just kind of go, yeah, well, that's just who he is. That's that bloke to a T. But I think, like you say, a fresh start for KP might just be what he needs because we know what he does. We know who he is. He's the bloody Queensland fullback. Like, And when he is out there hitting those goosies and doing what he does best, he's he's elite. He just is. But, um, yeah, in that night system, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone that can make something out of that. Uh, right now, anyway, I think I think Turbo struggles down there in Newcastle right now. I mean, and mate, it, it's crazy because you look at that Newcastle side. Honestly, outside of halfback, it's a mad team. The forward pack is mm. unreal. The centers, there's good strike there. Bradman Best and Gagai, uh, you know, they don't have high end wingers, but they're definitely first grade capable guys that can finish. It's literally just mm. the seven jersey, and it just shows how important it is. Um, yeah, I, I think people are going to realize. Who do you have in their six? Mate, oh, oh fuck! Oh, I've got Jake Clifford at seven. I'm, I'm still yeah. my jury's out. Who on earth is going to play six? I've, you know, I, I normally yeah, swear by a, um, a or... yeah, I, I normally swear by um Barry Tui and what he says, mate. He said about four blokes in the last three months that are going to be playing yeah. lock. I think he said Kurt Mann the other day. He said Simi Sasagi's training there. He told us Phoenix Crossland a few months ago. Like, yeah, like, mate, yeah. I, and I'll tell you what, the fact that I don't know who's going to play six doesn't worry me because I'm pretty sure fucking Newcastle doesn't know who's going to play yep. six at the moment. Yep. So it'll be it's, an interesting it's, it's one sim- come trials. Similar situation, similar situation to what we have up here at, at the Broncos right now down the road, and they don't know who's playing six, but gee whiz, <laughs> their seven situation's pretty sorted. So you could kind of stick someone next to him. But down there, even once they figure out who's the six, the seven is... Oh, I guess they're at sixes and sevens, you could say. They you just, could. Very nice. Just... You've been working on that one? <laughs> no, nah, that's off the dome. <laughs> that's off the dome. <laughs> I guess the um, I, I guess the big difference is Brisbane... It feels like, to me, Brisbane's trying to pick the best guy to play six. It feels like Newcastle's trying to not pick the shittest at the moment. It's yeah. it's such a different <laughs> sort of environment. That's definitely it's what's wild. going on. Well... On, on Newcastle, that leads yeah. us into spicy take, hot take number three, which is the spiciest. We lead into this one. Hit me with it. Mate, it's funny. I actually, in my mind, I don't think it's that spicy, but uh, it, apparently it's polarizing a lot of people. I have Knights to finish in the bottom four. Um, personally, yeah. I didn't have them that far off the bottom four when Mitchell Pierce left. Once Braley got injured, 
Um, that's some serious Good fucking curry for them. Yeah, yeah, that's that's serious trouble. Uh, they're only one more injury away. And I'll tell you what, if Kurt Mann plays 13, he'll be injured in the first three weeks. He's too tough for his own <laughs> yep, good Kurt Mann. Absolutely. That bloke is just like addicted to the to the bench. Uh, yeah, he on, just... On being injured, he just cannot catch a break, that guy. No, he put his head where I wouldn't put my foot. He's lunatic, Kurt Mann. But I've got Newcastle finishing in the bottom four and probably the spicy one, Mate, I've got the Gold Coast Titans. I just think yep. this spine is too inexperienced. I look at last season and, you know, people call them a finals team. I go, fuck, they were a finals team in the easiest year to ever play finals footy by a country mile. They lost four more games and they fucking won. <laughs> I just... The ma- tit- but listen, there's one thing with the Titans in the bottom four that we're forgetting. That is a seven, and that's King Sexy. <laughs> who's going to lead that Titans team to probably a top four finish if you've been listening to my podcast. Because <laughs> I'm so high on that kid, he wouldn't believe it. Where, where do you sit with, with, with Toby? Mate, I'm a big fan of him. I, I, I posted, a you know, before he made his debut, saying I watched him play schoolboys. He's fucking talented. But, mate, I, I said it on, on Bloke's podcast the other day, and I stand by it. You could put 19-year-old Joey Johns into that fucking team, and it is a tough gig, <laughs> let alone yeah. 19-year-old Toby Sexton. And, and I, I'm glad people are high on Sexton. I'm glad they like him, so they should. But good God, remember Ash Taylor? <laughs> remember how high we were on yes. Ash Taylor? It's it, it it just feels like Groundhog Day for me at the moment, and Sexton is the number one guy I'm worried that people are going to turn on because he doesn't deserve it. He's a really talented that's, footballer. That's the thing I... I... People are already starting to jump off the train with a few cherry pick stats as we do. I yep. uh, don't know how you found good and bad in four games of NRL, but anyway, he's, we, we had a, we had we were high on him for a bit. No, I'm, people, are, I'm not on that train. I'm in the dining cart or driving it. That's how <laughs> keen on this kid I am. But um, you got you got people already saying sexy's overrated. I mean, these kids are not even rated yet. They're not rated. They're not, yeah, it's... but um. I th- what do you make of Brimo coming into six? I did hear whispers that uh, one Darren Lockyer was taking him th- through that transition from one to six. Hey, it's not an easy one to do, but not a bad coach to do it with. Yeah, not a. I haven't heard that to be honest with you, but not not a bad bloke to have there. I will say this: uh, 2004 rugby league and 2022. I'm like, yeah, it, that's a fair mate. Call. 2022 and. 2018 are completely different worlds. I, In saying that, Lockyer is one of the best minds to ever play our game. He will be very handy. And look, I really like Brimo. Um, I, you know, I'm very negative on the Titans, and he, he's probably the main guy there now, realistically. I love Brimo. I thought in origin he was sensational. I'm just not convinced he, six is his role, but you know, yeah. they've got that fullback that is just so talented. You've got to have him in there somewhere, and you know, if, if they play Brimson at six, at fullback, for example, who on earth is going to play 5-8? That's their other issue. I mean, could, could, yeah, mate, I'll, I'll tell you, if, if the Titans have, any, have half the injury run the Roosters had last year, fuck mm. it, they might finish behind yeah. the Dolphins this year. They could be in all sorts, I reckon. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, I think... It's kind of like what they call like that fool's gold. Whatever you think is happening right now, you expect to happen into the future. And mm. So the Titans making the eight last year, it, it doesn't compute in your head that they might come in the bottom four. Um, but 
like you say, a lot of teams are improving. And what we were saying before, on paper, besides the six and seven, that Knights team is kind of stacked. Like they, they got a lot of other issues sorted already. That Titans team, I dare say, man for man, pretty close if you take that six and seven out. But if you probably give the tip of the hat to the Knights, really. So if Knights are in the bottom four and we all go, yeah, 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 probably. I mean, really, who are Sexton, Brimo, and if Aaron Clark gets to nine, or I don't even know who's playing nine 100% there. So, I mean, it is fair to say that that situation isn't a whole lot better. Well, I suppose they got one fella that likes to play a good bit of footy day for feeder. He could probably drag them. Maybe a bottom five finish. Yeah, mate, I even look at the feeder and, like... Fuck, like, he's a great player, but you can't tell me they're getting anywhere near the best out of him. And I've seen a lot of people um, say, oh, he was getting needled up last year. This was happening. He's, he's going to be better. And you know what? I, I, I'm sure he will be better. But, I mean, there, there was just a lot of times last year I was watching him, and it just it, to, to me it just didn't look like he was as switched on as what he probably needed to be a lot of the time. And, yep. you know, that will change as he matures. But... Mate, the guy I'm going to watch run out in round one, he's only six months older than the guy I watched finish last season. You know what I mean? So I'm yep. just... I, yep. Mate, I, and this is what I'll say about the Titans is that I think that if they stick with this team for the next four or five years, mate, they, they, they could be on a path to absolutely anything. But the yeah. fact is in rugby league that, you know, you, you, you've you seen it enough, I've seen it enough, that if you lose for three or four seasons in a row, mate, people will turn on you very, very quickly and... I, I, they, they, if they're handing the keys to these kids, they, they just need to stick with them. J- j- just on my bottom four call, um, if if they had the worst for and against out of the teams that finished with the same, um, with the same win loss re- record at them as them, all of a sudden they'd be twelfth. Yeah, so they're really not that yeah. far away from a yeah. bottom four finish. Realistically, I look at that ladder from last year. The teams under them, Canterbury. Brisbane have improved. I think the Tigers have improved. I think the Warriors have improved. Dragons probably stay about the same, but staying about the same was where the Titans were. Raiders have improved, yep. and the Sharks have improved. I just... I, yep. I, I don't know how people are tipping the Titans to make the top eight. It blows me away. No, I can't I can't, I can't. can't see top eight. They still need to... St- some things definitely need to fall in place for that to happen, and, and it probably needs to be another freak accident like what happened last year. But I, I think... Like I say, people just see, oh, they were so close to putting the Roosters to bed last year in that final. It was a flick pass away. And then what? Yeah, and then, mate... <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Did, did you watch the first 79 minutes where they scored two tries off kicks, the Roosters knocked on off the kickoff, they put the ball down? I mean... Yeah. And I'll tell you what I think builds a false sense of confidence for people about the Titans is that you got these young kids, they're going to grow up together. It's like the Panthers. And mm. it's like... Do you know how many clubs have tried to do what the fucking Panthers have tried to do in the last 50 years? It's hard to do. You just happen to be watching yeah. rugby league at a time where a system built by Phil Gould has actually pulled it together. I mean, they are the exception. It is incredible. I mean, everyone bags, you know, the, the Roosters, but mate, that, that's why they go out and have to buy all these players because it's so hard to do what Penrith have done. It's the way that... You have yep. to do it. If you don't have a Craig Bellamy, if you don't have a Nick Politis, good fucking luck doing what Penrith have done. It's really yep, difficult. Absolutely. And, you know, look, mate, you look at all the clubs. Every fan messaged me, we build a centre of excellence. It's like, yeah, okay, you built a building. You named it the centre of excellence. <laughs> like, that's that's the easiest bit of the whole fucking journey for me. 
getting the trades in on site. Yeah, yeah, it's just <laughs> unless one of them's unless one of them can play out the back. I don't really know. <laughs> oh, it's wild. I'm like, you know who doesn't have a center of excellence? The Roosters and the Melbourne Storm. Do you know why? Because they just fucking work it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what's tough with the Titans and the Broncos, right, is I feel, I've said this a few times, the NRL, when those two teams are good, is better for it because there's more interest up here. Not that anyone up here is watching bloody anything yeah, else exactly. but rugby league. Yeah. But, but when the Broncos are firing, it's just a different vibe in the city. I don't watch the news, but I know that they get amongst it and they talk about it a lot. And with the Titans doing what they did last year, Jesus didn't the Gold Coast need a bit, a bit of something coming out of out of that Titans uh, atmosphere for a while. There wasn't much going down. I went and saw a few games at Seabus last year. When they started winning games, it was a different vibe. And yeah. I mean, that all gets you excited. And that, and that gets, but like, it doesn't really add up. But I do think that those two teams, more than anything, well, at least if the Titans were good last year, maybe the Broncos can bring some magic back to the to the cauldron as much as it pains me to say. There's, so, a, yeah. um, there, there, there's a couple of teams in rugby league that when they're going good, rugby league's going good. Brisbane, Newcastle, South Sydney's probably mm. one for me as well. Um, yeah, I, yeah, Titans and Newcastle, though, I am very nervous for them. And, you know, the other thing with the Titans, as I said, yeah, you got to hand the keys to these young kids. It's, they're probably going to struggle their first few years because they're kids playing rugby league without any real, yeah. with like, I, I, like, mate. If, if I'm Toby, like, imagine when they concede a try last year and it's like a crucial try where the game could go either way. You know, if Tino's off the field because he's a front row forward, uh, who, mm. who's talking? Who's the guy behind yep. the sticks that's getting them back together? You know who it's going to be in Brisbane. It's going to be Adam Reynolds. Like, every team every team has a guy that has been through shit, that has seen a heap of rugby league. Honestly, mate, who's talking? It's going to it's gonna probably be Dave Fafita, and you're going, fuck, we were benching yep. you last year. Yeah, yeah, it's, yep, yep. Or know, if it's Brimo, it's like, well, you. it might be his fault, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, well, that's, <laughs> mate, I mean, and that that's the biggest test for Brimson, which no one's fucking talking about. He's got to learn now how to defend on an edge. And people say to me, oh, yep. he played he played juniors there. It's like, it's a fucking NRL. You do, yep. you're, you're defending in a completely like, new fully spot. grown men. Yeah. And they're... Like and and as interesting and as great as all these resi stuff is and, and, and all those boys go hard, there's... <laughs> They run at you different when the lights are on, don't they? Yeah, and you like, also... It, it hits different. Like, yeah, and you, you don't have halfbacks in Reggie's that know how to force you to make 30 tackles like they do in the NRL. I mean, mm. mate, it, it, I, I, I don't know who, who the Titans play in round one, but their, their game plan will be force Brimo to make a heap of tackles. Our no, second absolutely. rower is going to have 15 hit-ups this game at Brimo's shoulders and make him work. And it, I, I think I people undervalue that. that. It's not an easy matchup. They're like, fuck, I hope it is. Yeah, they got Para first up. Oh, there you go. Parramatta, Jun- Mitch Moses. Paulo huh? and Papali'i running yep. at you. Have fun, Alexander. <laughs> it's, it's, and, and, mate, at no point is that anything against AJ. It's just the reality, NRL. It's fucking hard. And he's, mm. yeah, I mean, and, and that's the other, like, if, if AJ goes down at one point, uh, I, you know, I, I, I said that the other day, and I had about 14 Titans fan message me and goes, we've got Will Smith, you idiot. And I just felt like going, fucking what? <laughs> Will Smith? Which one? Men in Black? Yeah, if that's Will Men Smith, in Black, Will Smith, all of a sudden like I'm that. confident. <laughs> that's the guy that can talk behind the sticks. I just, oh, it, it blows me away how high people are on them, to be honest with you. And, mate, I hope I'm wrong because I, I want to see these young kids do well. I think it would be a sensational yeah. story. 
if they kill it. But I'm so far from nervous, uh, so, so far from confident on them. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a strange little situation with the Titans. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Oh, they were some spicy ones, especially getting to beat up on the Titans for a little bit as a fan up here in Queensland. Always fun to shoot shots at a brother brother club up here. It's always good. But I got some questions that the DMs blew up when they heard you were coming over yeah. here. Good some eye. good, some bad. Mostly funny, though. But uh, I'll hit you with a few. Here's one that's kind of on the topic that we're on right now mm. um, from Tigers 05 Australia. Oh, good. Uh, do the Tigers have a chance of making the eight this year? And what do you think is stopping us if not? Uh, I don't think they will make the eight this year, mate. Um, I, th- I think the year after that, they'll be a shot, bringing Appy in, bringing Isaiah Papali'i. I'm not expecting Papali'i to be the same guy he was last year, to be honest with you. I think that was a career-high mm-hmm. year. Uh, but I still think he's a good signing. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had Jackson Hastings on my podcast, and we, I, like we, we, we've kind of become mates off the back of it. We talk every few days, and I'm very confident in what he can do. I will admit I am probably a, a little bit biased there. I've always been a Jacko fan. I remember watching him when he was, you mm-hmm. know, 15, 16, just thinking, fuck, this could, could be anything. Uh, he's learned a lot of hard lessons. He, he honestly, and, and people laugh, but when I say the guy talking behind the sticks, Jacko could be that guy over the next year or two. Um, I, I'm very high on him. Yeah. I, I do think that Luke Brooks has probably got to move on, and that's that's nothing to do with, with Brooksy, to be honest with you. it's I've always said... Not all divorces are bad. This marriage just hasn't mm-hmm. fucking worked. It just, it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. It's almost been a decade now, and they haven't played finals footy in that time. Luke Brooks has always looked talented, but you've never seen him really piece together the whole thing. I mean, he got Dallium half back of the what's, year a couple of years. What's strange about this, this Luke Brooks thing is I, yeah. I know a few Tigers fans, and whenever things are going bad, he's like the last guy that they pin the blame on. Like, they still really want this to work with Luke Brooks. Mm. Obviously, not everyone's the same. And I feel like a lot of the hate from Luke Brooks is from the outside looking in because the Tigers have performed badly. We all go, that doesn't work, that doesn't work. But Tigers fans want Brooksy to work out so badly, and I just don't think it's going to happen there. Yeah, and mate, I mean... Like you, you, you think about the Tigers where they were twelve years ago. Um, they were coming through the grades with these three guys: Tedesco, Moses, Brooks. That I mean, you would have bet your dick the Tigers were going to win a premiership twelve years ago. Like Brooks and Moses yeah. when they were coming through were fucking unbelievable. Like I, I remember the day Brooks made his debut at the SCG uh, against the Dragons, and mate, people were openly saying, "Oh, he's the next Joey," and no one was pulling you up on it. No one was yeah, pulling right. you up on it, you know, and because that's how talented this bloke was. It just hasn't, it just hasn't played out, and I, I, I think he'd do so well to go to another system, um, mate. If you tell me that Luke Brooks is signing with the Knights right now, I, I probably, I, I definitely change that bottom four prediction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've got so far away from the fucking question. It's not even funny, but uh, I, I don't think they can make it this year. I think personnel wise, they're just a couple of troops short, and I think that 
they've recruited well, but they've recruited well for next year realistically. Whereas there's a couple of teams, one and two and three spots ahead of them on the ladder from last year that have recruited well for this year. Um, and I see them improving. I mean, mate, as far as I'm concerned, from the teams last year, it's pretty much a, a top six, then a top two after that. There's only two spots that yeah. about six clubs can fit into, and I just I can't yeah. see the Tigers fitting in there. I'm not an overly huge fan of Madge either. I, I, I'm i just not sure if he's the guy for this current squad. And people say to me, oh, you know, coaches have got to build their squad, and I look at what Madge is building and – you know, up until six weeks ago, I was just sitting there going, what the fuck are you doing? This is mm. such a strange squad for you. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there over the next year or so because if Appy arrives and um, uh, Papa yeah. Lee arrives and it doesn't go well, I'm glad you'll find him. So I, I think he's already in Curry, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. But, yeah, if it doesn't go well once those yeah, guys geez, arrive... You wouldn't know about it. Not not, not many journos <laughs> like to talk about how much pressure he's under. Jeez, they keep that under wraps. <laughs> what, what about when, when they when they had the review and they came out and said, yeah, he's our guy. And we're like, yeah, no, no, we, we know you signed him for four years, fucking two, two and a half months ago. We, we all knew that. Did you not? It was a yeah, fuck. Just a bizarre little situation. Okay, I got I got another one for you. Uh, this is from the short ball. Who's the most exciting player? And this is right up your alley because mm. you're the black book, man. Who's the most exciting player yet to debut coming into this season yeah today boo mate uh, to be honest with you it's a hard it's a hard period of time oh, to be yeah. answering this question because there isn't a heap of guys that we've like there hasn't been a heap of cup footy played over the last yep. few years I posted on my Instagram the other day this young bloke out of the Roosters Ronald Volkman um, I man very, I just watched that before we came yeah. on some of those highlights that is not normal <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a really talented young kid. I'm I'm very high on him. It'll be mate. It'll be interesting. I, I can't believe like if you have a look at his career right now, where he's sitting. He's got Sammy Walker in front of him. He's got Luke Keary in front of him. I mean, if there's injuries, he might even have Connor Watson in front of him as far as you know mm. a five mm. eight or whatever. So I, I can't believe that clubs aren't. Well, mate, maybe they are, and the Roosters are just not letting go of him. But I just can't see a world where the Roosters find a way to use him. You can't even use him as a fourteen because you're going to have Connor Watson there. So I think there should yep. be a number of teams trying to get onto um, Ronald's manager and see what they can do there. Um, there's a there's a kid at Melbourne I really like, Luke Polselli. Um, he's a guy that if you if he was from any other club, you read the script as uh, he was at the Cronulla Sharks. He was all unwanted. He's 25 years old now. He's gone up to the South Coast, the Sunshine Coast Falcons. It's not really going to happen for him. But because he's in the Melbourne Storm system, mate, he's followed the Nico Hines trail down to a fucking T. It's unbelievable. And I, I really do think that he could be, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if as, you know, content creators in 18 months time we're doing posts about the line of fullbacks and this kid's the next one so another one to keep an eye on there Uh, another one at South Sydney I really like I I, I think he actually played one game last year Davey Mawali big front rower Uh, I really Mm -hmm. like him he's sort of got Payne Haas um, ability whether he's in that mould anyway Uh, whether he kicks on will be interesting but if he does he'll be one that uh, you and me as uh, super coach content creators will be talking about a lot I think well, I won't take up too much more of your time. This one's probably like the most important one that I got sent. This one's really, really good. Uh, well thought out. Um, it's from, I've, I can't really pronounce Can I guess? We, weekly Rubdown, yeah. Weekly oh, is that how you Pelican. say it? That's is that how, how you say it? it? What have oh, they got okay. for me? 
They they just want to know what round we're jumping on, uh, Matty Moylan. <laughs> oh mate, mate, they're about as creative as the bloke that designed the Japanese flag the weekly rub down. Good God, um, mate, I'll tell you what. You I reckon I, that was Wooks or Matty. <laughs> I reckon I know who it was. Oh, it's got Matty written I got all a over good it. Feeling. Wook is better than that. He 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 gets the rough end of the stick. He uh, he he builds Natty up. I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> mate, I'll tell you what, about five weeks ago, I, I, I did a podcast with them and, um, they were G me up about it. And I said, no, this is the year I'm done. I'm not drafting Moylan this year. Uh, for your <laughs> listeners that don't know, I have drafted Moylan every year for about five or six years saying, Hey, this is the one, this is going to be the year where Moylan bounces <laughs> back. And, um, like I, I've lost about in my draft comp, I've lost about three grand finals in the last five years. And, there are some serious times where I stare at the ceiling and I go, hmm, if I would have used my round five pick a little bit better, <laughs> where could I have been? Is is that the 30 points I needed? Is that the 50 points I needed? Happens all the fucking time to me. Um, and I said to them a few weeks ago, it's over. I'm not doing it this year. And then and as I see an image of him at training and uh, he's looking decent, I sort of start to go, oh, I don't know. I'm probably a little bit more keener on his hard partner this year. Uh Nico Hines, to be honest with you, but I don't know if I'll have to. Well, have with to this All Star game on Saturday, we get to see. Um, yeah, Maddie might be sitting at home with a big bucket of popcorn, trying to figure out what's going on because a fair whack of that shark spine is is in this All Stars team, and if they light it up, Craigie might just be sitting there going, "Well, that seems to work." Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> mate, I. That. Yeah, I, I think there's a fair argument. This could be the biggest game of Braden Trindle's career so far realistically yeah. it is a uh, it's a huge opportunity I mean he did really well last stage. year yeah he, he was great for them at the back end of last season it's not like he's he's a nobody he's run the team before he's shown that he's capable of doing mm. it uh, now he gets an opportunity to play next to the guy he's gonna, he could be partnered with who is an absolute superstar. It's, a, it's an audition. That's what it, oh, it mate. is. And I'll tell you what I... With, it's with, a dress rehearsal. Yeah with all due respect um to the Maori side, I mean, when I have a look at their edges, if I was Braden Trindle, I'd be very fucking excited. I reckon it could be anything mm. for him. So, especially with the pack he's got in front of him, <laughs> yeah, I'd be saying to Laurie Daly, hey, give me David Fafita. Just give me a shot with him. I'll lay on yeah. three tries with him and earn myself <laughs> a black, white, and blue seven yep. jersey here. Yep. So, yeah, I, I think it's a huge game for Braden Trindle. I, I've tipped Nico Hines to get man of the match on my podcast this afternoon. I, I think he's going to have a really good game. And, I mean, if he does... That can only help Braden Trindle and only put Moiser in uh, a bit more curry, realistically. A safe third rounder then. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, I've done stupid. I don't fucking worry about that. I have done stupider. Uh, what, before we go, hit me with your worst one. <laughs> my worst Moylan one or my worst one ever? Worst one ever, the stupidest reach. My, my stupidest reach came in 2000 and... Uh, I'll, I'll I'll give it away by asking this. What year did Bryce Cartwright go to the Titans? No. Yeah. What was it? 20... <laughs> I want to say 19 or 18? Yeah, yeah it was there. one of those years. And I remember we had draft day. It was up the coast. And I was sick as a dog. I was fucked. Like, I had a cold. I had a headache. I was just cactus. And I remember driving up there. We did draft day. I took Bryce Cartwright second round. Second round. And I remember... <laughs> 
I remember being in such a state that I convinced myself I'd fucking nailed it. And, I, and I, the bloke I drove up there with, I chewed his, his, his ear off so badly on the way home. I think I almost convinced him it was a good fucking move too. So I had Teddy into Bryce Cartwright. <laughs> so I had I had a pretty late round two pick. So it was probably like pick 26, 27 yeah, yeah. or something. But it should have been pick 226, 227. And I'll never forget that season. <laughs> I lost the first 10 games in a row and everyone said, drop Bryce, drop Bryce. I went, fuck, I can't. I've got to fucking wait. He'll, he'll as yeah. The week I drop him, he'll start at 13 and he'll fucking carve it. I lost the first 10 games yeah. in a row and I thought, fuck, I'm in some serious curry here. I've got to make some moves. <laughs> I dropped Bryce. I won the next 10 in a row. I only lost two games oh. for the rest of the season and one of them was in the prelim. <laughs> so, uh, scarred me pretty heavily of uh, one of my favourites ever in Bryce Cartwright. But, yeah, that, that was definitely my worst one, and uh, all the boys remind me of it pretty fucking regularly. Deservingly, too. <laughs> well, man, that's that's <laughs> hopefully we'll do a bit better this year. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, if, if you know who I am, you definitely know who Rugby League Guru is on all the socials. If you peruse NRL online, you're definitely familiar, but tell everyone where they find you. Yeah, mate, Instagram, Rugby League Guru on Facebook. Uh, we've a, a bit like yourself, we, we've taken a dive into TikTok. What a scary fucking world that is. Good God. Man, it doesn't make any sense to me, really. I can't, I'm of yeah. the younger generation. It's the algorithm, I'm still trying to work it out on TikTok. Mate, I've got all these comments coming at me at fucking of hats and no hats, and I'm just sitting there going, what on earth does all this mean? I've got no idea what you're all talking about. <laughs> then I go on P, my P, four... P, P, P. Oh, yeah, and then I jump on the For You page, and I've just got a highlights package from schoolies a couple of weeks ago, and I'm just going fucking... I'm scared I'm going to be putting a fucking watch list or something. Get me... Oh, I, I get on there, I upload my league content, and I get the fuck out of there, but... <laughs> Yeah, and mate, whilst I've got you, I'll put this on my podcast too for yeah. my listeners. Mate, the, the unique content that you're putting out there is sensational. Uh, it's been a bit of a breath of fresh air as far as uh, the rugby Thanks, league man. community on social media has gone. Very uh, very unique approach, which is is what people need. I say it to them all the time. Find your own little niche, your own unique content, and uh, credit to you, mate. You've absolutely nailed it. It's going really well. I appreciate that very much, my man. We'll have to do this again sometime. Looking forward to it, mate. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.